welcome to the Super High Yield Anesthesia Podcast, where we will discuss high yield concepts for students on their anesthesia rotation. I am your host, Scott, the fourth year medical student. Thanks for tuning in to episode five of the Super High Yield Anesthesia Podcast. And today we'll talk about the different types of anesthesia and the stages of anesthesia. So we'll start by reviewing the sequence of events that happens in an anesthesia case. So the three main things can be broken into the preoperative stage, intraoperative, and then postoperative. So during the preoperative stage, you're doing the pre-op evaluation, you're trying to optimize the patient for surgery, you're placing uh, any IVs that you need throughout the case and lastly you're going to give the patient some preoperative medication so for example midazolam for anxiolysis and if you would like an episode to cover the pre-op evaluation we have that as episode one of this podcast so definitely check that out after the preoperative stage you're going to go into the intraoperative so this is where the surgery happens and during this stage, we're going to have the patient undergo induction. Then we're going to maintain the anesthesia. And then we're going to go through emergence to get the patient to wake up. Then after that, we have the post-operative stage where we either monitor the patient in the post-anesthesia care unit or PACU or in the intensive care unit, the ICU. So before we talk about the different types of anesthesia, let's just talk about the concept of sedation. And sedation is the ability to produce analgesia as well as anxiolysis for the surgery. And sedation, generally speaking, is a spectrum, right? So there's four main categories of sedation. First is minimal sedation, which is anxiolysis. Second is moderate sedation, which is conscious sedation. Third is deep sedation. And last is general anesthesia. So for minimal sedation or anxiolysis, the patient is able to respond to normal stimuli, including verbal stimuli, and the airway is not affected. For moderate sedation, which is conscious sedation, the patient could respond to purposeful stimuli, so verbal or tactile stimulus. And regarding the airway, the patient is able to maintain that without any intervention. For deep sedation, the patient is still able to respond to purposeful stimuli but this time is either repeated or painful stimuli. Regarding the airway, a patient under deep sedation uh, may require intervention. So for example, they might be they might need intubation at this particular stage. And then lastly, general anesthesia, they have zero response to any sort of stimuli and the patient definitely needs an advanced airway. 
So now that we talked about the different levels of sedation, we're going to talk about the different types of anesthesia. So the three main ones that I will mention here is general anesthesia, regional anesthesia, and monitored anesthesia care, or MAC. So for general anesthesia, this is, generally speaking, the, the type of anesthesia that you're thinking of when you hear the word anesthesia. So there's various components that go into uh, general anesthesia. So one, immobility, which can be attained using neuromuscular blocks. Two, anxiolysis, which can be done using pre-medication with drugs like midazolam. Three is hypnosis, which is corresponds to the sedation spectrum. Fourth is amnesia, which can be done with different hypnotic drugs. And fifth is analgesia, which can be done using analgesic drugs. So like opioids, NSAIDs, those kind of things. So the indication for general anesthesia is when you're doing a surgery in which you need uh, abdominal muscle paralysis or a patient's unable to control their own airway and you need like some sort of advanced airway. And last, you do general anesthesia for sure if you don't have enough time to do a regional anesthetic. So that's the basic overview of general anesthesia. And now we're going to talk about regional anesthesia. So there's different types of regional anesthesia. And the two main ones are neuroaxial and peripheral. So neuroaxial covers a large uh, portion of the body. So then it is used for the trunk and the lower extremities versus the peripheral regional anesthesia is useful for blocks of the extremities. So that's the upper extremities to the lower extremities. And I have an episode uh, planned for regional anesthesia. So look forward to that for more in-depth uh, talk about this topic. And lastly, a note for regional anesthesia is that it is very versatile. It can be used as the only anesthetic in the case. It can be combined of others, and it can also be used for post-op pain control. And lastly, the third type of anesthesia is moderate anesthesia care. And this is when an anesthesiologist is requested to participate in therapeutic or a diagnostic procedure. So they can give local anesthesia or no anesthesia at all. It's basically if the patient is undergoing a procedure, they want an anesthesiologist there to monitor just in case uh, things happen. Okay, the last uh, topic of this episode, we're going to talk about the stages of the anesthesia. And then we're going to talk about how a patient goes through those stages when they undergo inhaled anesthetics and what happens when they undergo IV anesthetics. So there are four stages of anesthesia and we'll go through it one by one. So stage one is the analgesia state. And this is the part where the patient becomes sedated. Stage two, is the excitation stage and you'll see an increase in heart rate and blood pressure. 
stage three is surgical anesthesia in which the vitals um, they normalize so like the heart rate and blood pressure becomes normal and you're able to start the surgery stage four is coma and this is the complete collapse of vitals obviously okay regarding inhaled anesthetics during induction the patient goes in order from stage one through three so goes through analgesia excitation and surgical anesthesia and it goes through that in that specific order and generally speaking stage two is very brief now during emergence it goes in the reverse order so it goes from three to one so it goes from the surgical anesthesia back to the excitation back to the analgesia now this particular part of the case is where potential complications could happen because while they're going from surgical anesthesia uh, stage three to stage one it's possible for the patient to become combative while they're still unconscious or sedated and another risk during the emergence is they would be at an increased risk for reflux which could lead to aspiration or damage to the airway or things like that and generally this is why anesthesia is kind of likened to flying an airplane right so then you have the induction phase which when the plane takes off uh, maintenance is when the plane is cruising at altitude and then landing is like emergence so the most dangerous uh, and quote-unquote exciting parts are induction and emergence and that's when things can go wrong so yeah so now you know why it's like flying a plane apparently okay the last thing is the different stages of anesthesia as is seen in IV anesthetics so during induction it goes from stage one almost immediately to stage three because it's so fast like you don't even see any signs of stage two and for emergence it's basically the same steps as the inhaled anesthetics so it still goes through stage three back to stage two back to stage one all right and that just about wraps up this episode about the different types of anesthesia and the stages of anesthesia so the fun fact for you today is about mount rushmore and the idea for it was created by the historian don uh, robinson in 1923 for the sake of tourism in south dakota so it was during the era in which uh, car travel is becoming increasingly popular but then they wanted a reason for people to drive all the way out to south dakota so the the guy was like you know what let's make a giant sculpture of all the presidents in in the in the mountain so or not all the presidents but of presidents so yeah basically mount rushmore was created just to bring tourism to south dakota well thanks again for tuning into this episode and 
This is Scott, the fourth year medical student, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.